0: And today on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author, Jen Sterling. We discuss series, positivity, a new phase of writing, and of course, Jack Carter. Hello, Jen. Hello, Willow. Hi. Hey. How are you?
1: (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Wait, is it cold where you are? What's your weather? Because you know I'm in California and it's perfect. It's perfect here too. Wow. Nanny, nanny, nanny. Willow, your voice is so like, I feel like you should do meditation tapes. Oh, like you should I think do, so. Yeah, like you should do um, any kind of guidance <laughs> that is very calming. Breathe. And yes, breathe. Imagine a giant white light above your head.
0: I feel like if you were a
1: meditation app voice, I would be like, oh, I'm going to try this. (laughs) No. I like your voice. very calming and nice. Thank you. Yours is too. So I
0: never knew you majored in radio.
1: I did. I majored in radio, TV, film. I was a DJ at college on their campus radio station, and I went there because... They were the number one college radio station in the nation because they were run by the students and we had to do everything. And so I went there just to DJ at the campus radio and it was horrible because you don't get to pick like your music and you have to play very specific. I mean, there was a playlist and you had to play Uh. these crazy things. And I, I had never heard of any of these bands. And can you imagine me being all, like, SoCal, blonde, <laughs> bubbly, like, I'm so excited to be yeah. here and I hope you enjoy this next song. Right. And the second I press play and it's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> no, 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 nope, no.
0: Nope.
1: Nope. <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce half of these
0: band names. Did you ever do anything with it
1: later? I worked in radio a ton. I worked in radio, like. Starting in high school, I, I would do stuff down at KISS FM. I worked at Power 106, like in That's LA. So, cool. so I've always done I've always done radio. And it's the funniest thing because you know me and you know mm-hmm. that I have like the foulest, most horrible mouth ever, and I'm a total <laughs> swear face. So people used to always be like, How do you go on the radio and not swear? And I'm like, I don't know. I, it's just like when I know that I'm there that I can't. You can turn it so off. so I never did. I never did. I never slipped. I never, it's That's like, impressive. this just was super interesting what happened. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Do you ever miss it? Yeah. I mean, I love it and think it's awesome. It so suits my personality. Yes. You should totally be a morning show host. I mean, if someone was like, hi, you need to go, uh. Dumb Ryan Seacrest needs to go be (laughs) with the girls. I'd be like, oh, that sounds terrible. I'll be there right now. Yes. Um, It just, I guess it just wasn't, it just, you know, and I got pregnant with Blake and then all that changed. Hmm. Like having him just made me feel like, okay, like what what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're willing to do to reach those goals and to be that wasn't, wasn't important anymore. Wasn't worth it anymore.
0: I get that for sure. I've been commiserating with you about him going to college. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. How are you dealing? It's so sad. Isn't it? It's so sad. I mean, it's
1: be- I'm getting better. Are you getting
0: better? I am. I am. I've had to kind of shut part of myself off, <laughs> which doesn't sound better, but it's working right now. It's It's better. It- I was really sad like those
1: first couple of weeks, and it was just like... It was so quiet here, and I felt like, oh my gosh, it's just so boring. I'm so bored. Mm-hmm. But instead of using that time and that like quiet and solitude and really like digging my heels in and sitting down and writing, mm-hmm. I like ran away. Like just, oh, I need to go oh. run errands, and I need to go. Do, like I couldn't sit still.
0: Made it busy. I
1: need yes. Yeah, so I just drown myself mm-hmm. in nonsense of like just leaving like I went to my favorite clothes store like four days in a row I never did that I just (laughs) was like I just wanted out of the house I just wanted to be out of the house but that that is is totally like kind of gone away now and I definitely
0: feel more settled
1: and I just feel I'm way less sad and Mm -hmm. um and I just feel like okay well this is the new kind of new routine and maybe it helped that I had a book release so I to yeah. get like kind of more in the mindset of like, all right, we need to, you know, we need to work again. Like, we need to get down to business. Right. These books don't write themselves.
0: So this will be airing in a month, but you've just released happy ending, right? I did this week.
1: Yes, on Monday. I just released it on Monday. Monday.
0: Is it so great to be done with the series? Yes, which
1: you can kind of commiserate with a little bit, and it's yeah. just that obligation that you put on yourself when you start writing the first book in a series, like the thing with the End of Men series from you Mm -hmm. is you have that underlying story that's being woven throughout all of the other stories. Right. Mine with the Fisher brothers, they are, you know,
0: standalone. Yep. Each
1: brother Mm -hmm. got their very own story and they are very different from each other. But even with that, it lingers over mm-hmm. your head, this obligation that you have to finish it and you have to do it. So yep. yes, there is like this total kind of excitement and relief that like, oh my gosh, I have a whole series now, like yes. a series that I can promote as a finished series. That's great. Not just trying to get people to read one book, but being mm-hmm. like, oh, if you fall in love with these
0: Fisher boys, all the books are ready for right. you now. I feel like a lot of people wait yes. to for a complete series to come out. I
1: think for yours and for you know, like someone like Megan March, like her books, Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. I definitely think readers wait. For me, um, you know, with this particular series, no, they don't they don't have to.
0: How long did the whole series take for you to write? Well, I
1: guess it took a while because I released the first one, which is No Bad Days in January of 2017. And I know that I was writing it 2016.
0: What is your writing process? Well, it's funny that you ask, because (laughs) because I'm trying to kind of
1: rewire my brain. I want to change the way that I do things because I am so slow. And because I tend to write books that are so emotional, or not just so emotional, but so emotionally close to my heart, Mm -hmm. I want to steer away from this pattern in my brain where I've told myself, that the only stories I'm allowed to tell are, are stories that mattered to me or something I lived through mm-hmm. or something I can relate right. to. Mm-hmm. I think that's very limiting to my creativity and my imagination. And so I am trying to, mm-hmm. it probably sounds backwards, but I'm, I'm trying to emotionally de- detach and make it not so serious.
0: I think that's good. I
1: feel like I take it so seriously, even if my stories are not like, you know, they're not necessarily life-changing books. But for me, when I'm telling mm-hmm. them, they are coming from a place that was life-changing in my heart when
0: I'm writing them. And that can be hard to get in the frame of mind to go to those places, even emotionally.
1: Yes. And you completely procrastinate because you're like, mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't want to go there and I don't want to do that. So I am, I am wanting to change. I'm trying to change my mindset and what I think about writing and how I think about writing and the stories I produce. And I, I, I want to, I want to do different. So
0: I had the extremely good fortune of meeting the real Jack Carter <gasps> in Denver <Yes>. this year. <laughs> um. <laughs> and you get dreamy, just even the tone of your I, voice turns no, into dreamy, dreamy. It's
1: so gin. embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing that I
0: can't, it's, I can't stop.
1: i can't stop it it's like if you can see my face right now you know that i am that stupid heart eye emoji like that oh i am picturing it that's how i Mm. get around him i I get him and i just like i like there are so many pictures of me looking at him and it is just me with heart eye emojis
0: i love it so much oh so you and i met in 2012 in chicago at that very first very first ever indie signing yep So seeing you like this has just been amazing.
1: It is a big difference from where I was, for sure. I
0: loved it. Yeah. So if you haven't read The Perfect Game, everyone listening, get on it. And inquiring minds who have read it want to know, how did you first break it to him that he was sort of like a hero in the book (laughs) world?
1: I had... um, (laughs) So we, you know, we dated in college and we had stayed friends. Mm-hmm. So when I started writing The Perfect Game and I had decided, like, I'm going to base this book off of off of him and mm-hmm. his personality and his characteristics and, and the, you know, the kind of guy that he was, I told him that I was writing it. So he mm-hmm. knew that I was writing the book. Mm-hmm. He, so he was involved as a friend when the book came out i mean he he was there for all the success of it he he read it great. He read the book he he loved it i mean he just was a very very supportive friend and you know i i emphasize that because that's truly all that we were like we were mm-hmm. just very good friends so he has you know laughed it off throughout the years i'm like people love the real Jack Carter or people love to, to you know, know what you're up to or people just, <laughs> you know, like would laugh it off or blow it off or I you know, I don't, we weren't in a place in our lives that he was really going to be giving that too much consideration or giving it too much weight or really understanding what it meant to be him. Right. Um, but now <laughs> that we are back together and um, I, you know, I had to warn him before Denver and be like, you know, this is kind (laughs) of what to expect. You're going to be a rare commodity because there are no men at these signings and there are a hundred million trillion women. (laughs) He, I mean, he loved it because him and I are so similar in our personalities. I mean, he's so friendly. He's so like, he is super outgoing, loves to work a room. I mean, that's just, that's, that's the way he is. It's what always drew me to him when we were younger was his, air, well, was he was way more arrogant and cocky <laughs> then. He's not like that <laughs> now, but he still has that confidence and that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you know what he brings to a room and it's right up his alley. Like the same way it would Aww. be for me if it was reversed. Right. If he's like, hey, I'm bringing you into a room where you're going to have, a hundred of my guy friends are going to be like big fans of yours. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Let's go. Yes. Let's go now. Yeah. Like, so it's just, I mean, it's, he, he was
0: like, this is crazy. This is awesome. I mean, he was great. He was great. I love seeing this side of you and you're so beautiful together. Really, well, really beautiful. I was going to be a hard sell because I want someone really good. For I know. You. I can't imagine if you had
1: been disappointed. Yeah. I, you wouldn't have been able <laughs> to hide it. And I would have known it would have crushed me. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh my gosh, if... Willow doesn't like you. He's so charming. He is charming. And then you know what? I mean, and he's very genuine. like everything, mm-hmm. you know, everything in in our relationship is is very genuine. and and it's just, you know, with without without saying too much, it's just it's so obvious to me looking back
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we yep. that we probably should have always been together right and that's okay. but um. I, I literally, I, I could not be happier. And I, I can't imagine my life with anybody else. Aww. I just, I can't.
0: I'm glad you're on this side of it. Right?
1: Wow. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it really is. I sit there and go, oh, that's what you girls have always been talking about. That's what mm-hmm. you girls have always meant. And I always, it's not that I was cynical about it. I just was like, I've never had it. So I just thought you guys were annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and now i get to be just as annoying
0: yep oh. welcome to the club <laughs> let's do a fast five i'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head oh,
1: lord all right all right
0: invisibility or flying well
1: okay here's what's not fair because we were just talking about <laughs> jack and all i'm doing is thinking about him and okay invisibility or flying flying
0: what is your favorite city in the U.S.? Malibu,
1: Southern California. Mm-hmm. Let's just pick a region.
0: Yes, I hear you. Last meal you cooked? Cooked. Yeah, none <laughs> ever. I totally don't cook at all. But I, do, I mean,
1: I literally make turkey bacon every single day. But other than that, I don't. Oh, I don't really, that's something. I don't cook for myself.
0: Tacos or pizza? Great. Right, are you kidding? Tacos.
1: <laughs>
0: Tacos what is your favorite date
1: night? Since my boyfriend lives long distance, we have date nights where we watch our TV shows together on video chat. And we just watched Scandal the whole season. And last night was the season finale. So now we're done. We watched seven seasons of Scandal together on the phone.
0: Oh, my goodness. Do you like talk all the way through or you just no we just video chat and we just watch it together
1: oh no when he starts chatting away I look at him like are you kidding if you're talking (laughs) if the tv is talking I can't hear what's going on and in like scandal (sighs) I didn't want to miss anything because I'm like great now I have no idea what that person just said and they're probably going to die in the next five minutes I haven't seen that show it's really good at all any of it long distance romance you gotta get creative
0: yeah I don't like long distance romance I had one too I'm not a
1: fan. I am a fan. Are you? I think it's important. I mean, to be fair, I hate being away from him and it's awful. Mm -hmm. And if I could have him here every single day, I would would rather him be here. But I think there are very, very, very good things about long distance. Mm -hmm. And I think that it forces you to build a very strong communication base. Yeah, that's true. That's all you have. Yep. And it's, you set the tone and set the standard for talking everything out and you can't keep things inside and you can't pretend things don't bother you or it's just, that's, that's all you have is communication. And so it's, I think it's, I think it's good to have that and build that. And plus for him, um, I think it was important for him to be able to go through a period of time to be by himself and to have this phys- physically, like, alone time. And mm-hmm. I, I know he doesn't enjoy it. And I, for me as well with Blake leaving and
0: right.
1: just being okay on our own. And then also just really, really loving it when we're together. I don't want it to be like this forever. Yeah. Um, and, and I just... I. I have to like it. I have to see the positives in it. Otherwise, it would make me yeah. miserable.
0: And to be fair, there has never been a better time to be in a long-distance relationship as far as Correct. all the ways you can communicate, which it was yeah, not like that be before. <laughs> Did you get my letter? Did yes.
1: You my letter? Did you call me and the phone line was busy? I tried mm-hmm. to call you and you don't have call waiting. Mm-hmm. And coming yeah, home was- to no voicemail. Yes. So sad. Oh my gosh. It it, that's so true. I didn't I didn't even think about it like that. That's what that's I really lived true.
0: through when I was dating my long distance.
1: I understand now mm-hmm. why you're being so hateful on my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: I am not. I know. He loves you, by the way.
0: He said Aww. to tell you why. Well, how do you stay positive in such a negative environment? I want to ask this one last question. What negative environment in life? <laughs> not even... Uh, always a negative but sometimes in the book world it can be a negative oh in our professional world yes in our little book world
1: I am so far removed from so much of the stuff that goes on which is which is really funny because I guess when things go down I get a lot of text messages and things like blah blah blah. what's happening and I'll be like I literally have no idea what you're talking about mm-hmm. so I, I don't really I don't see the things that are happening on Facebook anything that I kind of perceive as negative or anything that gets me really kind of riled up is is that stuff of, you know, anybody that's trying to game the system with mm-hmm. Amazon or anybody right. that's, that's cheating or, or doing that kind of stuff to get ahead. That's the kind of stuff that really like upsets me because people tend to end up getting away with it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so it almost feels like like you get punished for wanting to be honest or wanting to, quote unquote, do the right thing or try and be in this business with any level of integrity. We yep. have to stay away from that because all it, it genuinely does is just kind of feed on itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have to remind myself that nobody writes my books for me. <laughs> I am my own brand and my own business and I am as successful as I make it. And I just, I don't know, I just... I just really try not to care, yeah. unless something like the whole Felina Hopkins things going on.
0: Right. And I'm aware <laughs> you can't
1: avoid, you can't avoid yeah. it. But but it's it's that kind of behavior, that kind of thing that it it literally like it makes me angry. And then I don't like how I feel right. because you can't fix it, and you're just angry about it. And God, but what? How amazing
0: was that? That we did fix yeah, it. Well, I appreciate your positivity, and I feel like you are always just still putting out positivity, and it's impressive. Thank you. So, thank you. I think we thank should sing you. a song. What? I can't sing. Yes, you can. Everyone sings on my podcast, Jen. Oh. No. And I think oh. we should sing In My Feelings. Are you ready? <gasps> okay. Okay. Well, but. Well. <laughs> Well, now that you put it that way, see, see, you know how to get your girl. Are you ready? I ready? only know the chorus, though. OK, I figured. So okay. I was like,
1: what part are we singing? There's no way you're going to be like rapping
0: the rest Mm-mm. of the song. Mm-mm. No. So no. are we going to be like Kiki? Do you, you love me? me? <laughs> are you riding? Say so you Leave yeah. beside <laughs> me. Because <laughs> I want you yeah. and I need you yeah. <laughs> and I'm down for you always. KB, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you'll say never it. ever leave beside me. You don't get the dance, and I need you, and I'm <laughs> down for I'll you. Always. Shake that booty, shake that booty, shake that Ooh, booty, Sterling. I have seen you shake yeah. it, and it is real. It is real. It is a real situation. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank on you for podcast of awesomeness. I'm so glad you did it with me. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Have a great rest of the day and. Write your heart out when you feel like it. Yeah, we're done with that. We're just writing fun stories. Okay, do that. All right, girl. I will see you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Love you. Thanks so much for listening. If you love these podcasts, please share. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week.